The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, we're going to jump straight into the Word. Why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, whatever you're reading from. We're going to make a declaration, a commitment to the Word of God. Amen. Someone shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word and my life. Will never be the same again because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so, two weeks ago, we started a series, two part series, uh, talking about the present day ministry of the Holy Spirit. The present day ministry of the Holy Spirit. We found out through reading scriptures uh, that Jesus uh, said to his disciples, it is expedient. He said it was important uh, that he should go away to heaven and so that the Comforter, also known as the Holy Spirit, might come and be with the disciples. But one of the things we also learned uh, last week was that uh, uh, as the disciples were getting ready to be launched into ministry, so as it were, uh, to reach the nations, to reach the entire world with the gospel. Gospel, Jesus gave them another interesting instruction. He said, tarry in Jerusalem or wait until you are endured with power from on high. He said this talking about the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus said, don't do anything until you have received the Holy Spirit. I mean, think about it. These disciples had uh, the most imp- important message of their lives. I mean, they had the most urgent message of their lives. They had seen uh, Jesus die uh, on Good Friday, you know, probably Thursday night, uh, and being raised up on uh, a Resurrection Sunday. And this was an exciting time. I mean, they were ready to go forth and just share this good news with the world. But Jesus said, wait, don't do anything until you have been endured with power from on high, until you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that's going to strengthen you, that is going to give you ability. That's what the word power means. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us ability for us to be able to do the things that God has called us to do. I mean, think about it. Here we are, mortal men, trying to represent a God who's omniscient. He knows all things. A God who's omnipotent, who's all-powerful, a God who's omnipresent, who's everywhere in our mortal bodies. How do you do that? How do you represent such an awesome God, an unlimited God in your mortal flesh? You do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you try to do that in your own strength, it's impossible. Amen? And so continuing in the same uh, breath, we're going to look at some uh, misconceptions that can hinder you from having uh, the benefits of having a functional relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen? There are certain things that the enemy has thrown uh, in the body of Christ, some of them religious. There are certain belief systems that just literally take the power out of this present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit. This will probably be the most important message you will hear this year. If you 
start cooperating with the Holy Spirit, there's amazing things that He wants to do uh, through you in your life. Can I get an amen? And so uh, the Bible tells us that is the little fox uh, that, that spoiled the vine. It's the little things, it's the little uh, traditions that sneak in uh, unawares that just stop the power of God from manifesting uh, in our lives. And so quickly, we're going to go to John chapter number 14, and I'm going to read from verse 15 to 17. John chapter number 14, and I'm going to re- read from verse 15 to 17. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It says in John 14, verse 15, this is Jesus speaking. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Capital letter H is talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, he will give you another helper that he may, what's the next word? Abide. Someone say abide. Come on, say it like you had breakfast. He says, oh, you, most of you are like, I didn't have breakfast. Okay, say it like you want coffee. Abide. <laughs> he says, he will give you another helper, talking about the Holy Spirit, that he, the Holy Spirit, may abide. That word abide means when he comes, he is coming to stay. We don't use that terminology uh, today. You know, we don't say, where does thou abode? We don't talk like that, but in ancient English, the word abide means to stay. Where do you stay? What, means is, what that means is, where is your place of permanent abode? Amen? And so here, Scripture says, I'll pray uh, the Father which Jesus has already prayed, and he will give you another helper which Jesus has already done at the day of Pentecost. We know that the Holy Spirit fell down uh, from heaven, came down from heaven uh, as uh, cloven tongues of fire and filled the disciples. That was the initial installment uh, at Pentecost. And here's the good news is that ever since he came, he hasn't left. And so he says, he'll give you another helper that he may abide with you for how long? Just for the weekend. For how long? Man, I'm going to get into trouble. And so, when we sing songs talking about Holy Spirit come, it's actually a misconception because he's already come. See, I told you I'm going to get into trouble. Uh, uh, We sing songs about uh, if you believe and I believe and we together pray. And what happens after that? Then the Holy Spirit shall come down. Which means he hasn't come down, right? And then, only then, this is sad because we never say, then the world shall be saved. We say, then Africa shall be saved. You know what the implication is? The implication is Africa is not saved. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. When Jesus died for us at the cross, Africans were included too. And we believe that the Holy Spirit has already made his permanent, someone say permanent. He has already made his permanent abode in the believers. All of you right now, we have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gift of our Heavenly Father of the Holy Spirit. Have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you permanently. 
Now, here's where a lot of people get confused. Because sometimes you are more sensitive to the Holy Spirit in your flesh. And, you know, you walk into a church service and uh, you feel him. Sometimes you feel him and you start to have uh, uh, goosebumps. You start to, uh, uh, you know, have butterflies in your tummy. Uh, you can't stand in his presence. And, and we, we mistake that as the visitation of the Holy Spirit. We mistake that as, oh, he just showed up. No, he's always been there. You know, when you get your DSTV uh, satellite and you put it outside your house and you start broadcasting through your television, that's not when those waves started, you know, being released from wherever they're coming from. They've been there all the time. You just fine-tuned or you just took a device or received a device or installed a device that now gives you the ability to receive uh, those waves and decode them into a format that your television can uh, broadcast. Similarly, the Holy Spirit didn't show up just because we sang two fast songs and slow ones. And now you're feeling dizzy. And now the Holy Spirit is here. True, I have friends who believe that the Holy Spirit only shows up in Sunday service, morning services, and he does things and then he leaves and he leaves them to do their own thing Monday through Saturday and then he shows up again uh, uh, on the weekend. And so they move from one high uh, experience with the Heavenly Father to another low experience with the world and then back to another. So they, they live their lives like a yo-yo. You know the toy we used to play with when growing up? It's like a wave of uh, 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 emotions. And the devil loves it when all your Christianity is based on emotional experiences. He loves it. You know why? Because he owns the realm of emotions. Amen? But God wants this truth and this reality to be settled in your heart. Whether you feel him or you don't, the Holy Spirit is already on the inside of you. And he came, watch this now, to abide with you for how long? Forever. Just because you didn't get a goosebump doesn't mean the Holy Spirit wasn't there. He's always there. And then, you know, when we uh, uh, get into that space, emotionalism and so on and so forth, sometimes we start to sing songs about fall afresh. And that word fresh implies uh, someone else uh, went stale. You know, my, the milk that I bought is now still, let me get fresh new milk, right? And so what we are saying in, in unbelief, and sometimes it's sneaky, that's why I say it, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things that just corrupt the whole message. And this is why the church hasn't been effective, because all we are looking for is just a fresh touch. What happened to the old touch? What happened to the uh, uh, day of, at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came? Oh, they know that's stale. Lord, give us a new fresh touch. Full of fresh, Lord. Touch me again. All of that is unbelief. All you're looking for is just an emotional uh, stroking. Amen? And so that's why every service we end with these words. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. For we walk by... And not by? What that means is we walk by what the word states is the truth. And not by what our senses say is the truth. 
If the Holy Spirit says He's in me forever, guess what? The Holy Spirit is in me forever. And I have to convince myself of that truth and of that reality. And when you start walking in that truth and that reality, you will stop being an emotional wreck. The reason why we have so many Christians who live their lives defeated, I'm talking about just from day to day. We have Christians who struggle with mood swings. And you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it doesn't make sense. You know, when it comes to this truth and this reality, I settled it in my heart that the Holy Spirit is with me forever. He came to abide in me forever. Nothing is going to change. And guess what? You're going to get the same Tafara, watch this, every single day. It's not one day I'm up, one day I'm down. One day I'm smiling, they just never know. The boss may come into the office and he may not want to talk to you. No, Tafara is going to be the same. He's consistent. You can ask the people that I work with. Man, I'm consistent. I've been consistent for the past 11 years. I show up and there's joy everywhere. Because when you start to relate with God from this perspective that I do have the Holy Spirit, he abides in me forever. He doesn't leave me as an orphan. He doesn't make visitations. He has made me his place of permanent abode. It changes everything. Can I get an amen? And so we just wanted to tackle that. Uh, you know, I was talking to one friend of mine who's a, a gospel artist, and he was telling me, you know, this was on Friday. He called me. He said, man, I want to come and talk to you about some things that are happening. And uh, I said to him, man, you know, do you realize that the Holy Spirit has been given to abide in us forever? And he said to me, man, it's funny because one of my uh, most uh, played records is talking about the Holy Spirit. Please come. And I said, man, I don't mean to condemn you. Just like I'm not trying to condemn anybody. But I told him, I said, man, that record is full of unbelief. Because the Holy Spirit has already come. You're actually turning sons into beggars. Please come. Please, Lord, come. Why did you come, Lord? Please. He's like, man, I'm already here. Okay, moving right along. Let's go now to John 16, verse 13. Someone shout, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, in is in me. He will never leave me, leave nor forsake me. Forsake. You know what David said? David said, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. And in Hebrews, it says, you will never leave me nor forsake me. If you read John 4, verse 14, he says, uh, talking to the woman at the well, he says, if you drink of this water, talking about the Holy Spirit, he says, if you drink of this water, you shall never thirst again. You'll never thirst again. And out of you will flow rivers of water welling up to eternal life. What he's talking about is there's going to be a, a sustained flow of, of life coming out of you because the Holy Spirit has made this permanent abode on the inside of you. It is like a fountain. It keeps bubbling and it keeps flowing. It never stops. And that's the reality. That's the truth of a born-again believer who has been filled with the Holy Spirit. He just, he just didn't make a visitation. He came and made your temple, your body, his habitation. Amen? amen. I said amen. And this is why you shouldn't be uh, uh, trying to psych yourself up when you get a prayer request. 
In fact, when uh, uh, the gentleman who came, he had COVID, he shared his testimony. Uh, last year in December, he had COVID, wound up on a ventilator, and we were all praying for him, MASH. Uh, uh, when I got the call to pray for MASH, man, I was at uh, a builder's warehouse. I was wearing shorts and slippers. It doesn't get unspiritual than that. I had chlorine in my hand. I didn't have oil, you know, uh, uh, olive oil. I didn't have time to go and light up the candles and get the prayer shower. But guess what? The Holy Spirit was in me in my shorts. The Holy Spirit was in me in my slippers. I could still release the power of God even though I was wearing something that most of you might deem inappropriate spiritually. Because you're just religious. That's what you is. I had my mask on, sleeveless, shirt. How can a pastor wear a sleeveless think he can pray some and some can happen? God doesn't care, apparently. Prayed in my mask, Lord, heal that man. Wife was praying, my wife was praying. We all touched and agreed. We didn't look at any natural uh, hindrances. I didn't wait until I get home and feel something. In fact, whenever Jesus healed people, he didn't call upon Marshall to start playing the organ. Hey, play that song that I like. I want to suck my, you know. It's time to raise Lazarus from the play that song that I like. I wanna, I, I, I've got to feel something. Ooh, I feel, ah, ooh, I feel it. Ah, hallelujah. Lazarus, come forth. No, he didn't. Just Lazarus, come. You know why? Because he came to make his permanent abode in you. He's not leaving you. He's not forsaking you. And you have to settle this in your heart. Someone shout, I have the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. I will walk by faith and not by sight. What that simply means is I'll go with what the Word of God says, not what my senses say. Hallelujah. John chapter number 16, verse 13. Did I tell you to go there? John 16, verse 13. Listen to what he says. Jesus is still talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, however, when he, again, we said the Holy Spirit is not an it. He's not a force. He's a person. The third person of the Godhead. Amen. The Father, the Son, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he's a, he's a living uh, uh, entity of the Godhead. He lives on the inside of you. It's not just a tagline that we use to sign out of prayer. You know, when you finish praying, oh, Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, but He never does anything in your life. No, He wants to be active in your life. He wants to do some things in the life of a believer. Can I get an amen? It says, however, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into how much? All truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Did you read that? He says the Holy Spirit will be in you. He will show you all things and he will also tell you things to come. Children of God shouldn't be surprised by life. Children of God shouldn't struggle to know what's coming next. With, with regards to your assignment too. See, because when you read this verse and you tell a re, an average believer that the Holy Spirit can show you things to come, there's, oh yes, brother Tafara, the Holy Spirit will show me things to come. With regards to the end times, eschatology, the book of Revelations, who the 666 is, who the Antichrist is. And they just 
uh, uh, they have this uh, pseudo uh, uh, eschatological naivety. They push everything to the afterlife, you know. One day, they're looking for an escape route. In fact, they think Christianity is an escape route. One day, in the sweet by and by, with uh, James, Peter, and John, things are going to get better. But right now, we'll just sh- soldier on. Just hold on to God's unchanging hand. They told me that for 22 years. And the question I had was, where is his hand? I want to hold on to it because it's rough right here. Hallelujah. And so the Holy Spirit wasn't just given to give you an escape route. He was given to give you, this is why the title of the series is the present day ministry of the Holy Spirit. When he says he will show you things to come, this also includes your job. I knew I was going to get a little, at least three amens. Just, you know, everybody else is, no, I don't think the Holy Spirit knows anything about the internet. What you talking about? No, most people believe that. The Holy Spirit doesn't know anything about spreadsheets. So when we end the service, at the end of the service, we walk by faith and not by sight. As we walk out of this building, they pack the Holy Spirit. You see that table, black table over there? They pack the Holy Spirit underneath that table there, and they go do their own thing. When they come back next Sunday, they pull him out. Now we are getting ready to do religious things because they genuinely don't think the Holy Spirit can work a spreadsheet. They think he's the ancient of days, somewhere with Abraham, Father Abraham and Moses, parting the Red Sea, somewhere back there wearing, you know, robes and, and, and doing religious things. They don't realize that the Holy Spirit is more strategic than just goosebumps, candles, and all these things that we turn him out to be. Listen, the Holy Spirit knew about all the things that fascinate you technologically, innovation, all the way in the Garden of Eden. He already knew about the internet. All the way back in the Garden of Eden, he knew about aviation and flying. The Holy Spirit was not surprised when we finally discovered that we could code some things and develop softwares and, uh, and, and uh, uh, apps and uh, things of that nature that we can use to, uh, on our computers. God knew about that all the way back in the Garden of Eden. God is sitting in heaven thinking, come on, keep up, speed it up. Amen? And when you start partnering with the Holy Spirit, He will begin to show you things to come, even with regards to your assignment in the earth, so that you can move from just a, a, a minute uh, a metron uh, to mastery. And when you've gained mastery, all of a sudden, God will begin to authorize your persuasion at a higher level. The reason why some of your voices are not uh, valid in your job is because you know nothing about your job. You can quote a verse, but you can't bring solutions. Yeah. Okay, all right. This, was, this, this, this didn't go over so well. <laughs> but here's the deal. Is that the Holy Spirit wants to show you things to come with regards to your assignment too. He wants to show you things to come with regards to the calling of God on your life. God hasn't called any of his children to the ministry of copy and paste. To where you just look over there, look what, what they're doing over there. Oh, yeah, oh, that looks good. We're going to copy that. No, God has called his children to cut a new path. Amen. 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 See, when we go and we apply ourselves in ministry, man, the things you see at Faith Your Church, you're probably not going to see at many places. It's, it's a new path. 
You know why? Because we have partnered with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is showing us a way to go. And it's awesome. Listen, when you start partnering with the Holy Ghost, He will make you look smarter than you really are. Hallelujah. And that's what He wants to do in your life. Amen. I said amen. Amen. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. But you're going to have to open up your heart and start receiving that perspective of the Holy Spirit. Start realizing that the Holy, as we leave today, man, I want to assure you that the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is going with you. He's not leaving you. He's not going to forsake you. And you can consult with Him. You can sit in the boardroom and ask the Holy Spirit to uh, give you solutions, to give you ideas, to give you uh, a ways uh, uh, to solve problems on your job, and He will make you look good. I was talking to one of our, our church members here, uh, John and Marianne. They're not here this morning. Uh, they usually serve as ushers. And I was talking to John and Marianne. We went out to eat uh, for dinner. And John was talking to me about uh, how he wasn't planning to do this. He was just sitting and the Holy Spirit began to talk to him about buying a house in London. He wasn't even thinking about buying a house uh, overseas. And then the Holy Spirit started to talk to him about buying a house uh, in London. He heard it clearly on the inside of him way back in 2006 or five. And he said when he did that, man, in a few years later, that whole thing tripled in value. He wasn't even going to do it in his own uh, flesh. He wasn't going to do it. But when he consulted with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit showed him how to do it. And when he did it, that thing tripled in value and it increased his net worth. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in the life of a believer. The Holy Ghost is not just for falling down when the pastor touches your head. Is way more strategic than that. See, all the church is looking for is a touch. Have you ever thought about that? Man, I stand in services and sometimes I think through things. And it would help a lot of Christians if we thought through things. I'm standing in there and we're singing songs about all I want is a touch. I'm thinking, man, this doesn't fit. All I want is a, just a touch. Just, you know, just, just a touch. This doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the picture. You know why? Because he wants to come on the inside of you and make himself at home. And all you're going to settle for is a touch. Amen? Man, we have to be more scriptural than that. Hallelujah. I was talking to a security guard. He was the head of security at uh, Caris Bible College uh, in Colorado. Security, he's the head of security, uh, a black guy. He walks with a limp because he's served in the U.S. Uh, Navy and he's a veteran. And I was talking to him, Ashley and Teradez and I, we were talking to the guy and I'm always fascinated uh, by the different you know, fields that people uh, are working. So I always like to ask questions. So we're talking to him and we're asking questions. And uh, I was asking him, you know, what are some of the interesting things that you have seen uh, happen in that you know, realm and sphere of security? He says, man, uh, people forget they're they are, they are carrying guns and they walk into the auditorium with them. Oh, whoa, guns? He says, yeah, guns. People sometimes forget because in Colorado, it's open carry. You know, everyone must show everyone if you're carrying so that everyone has a fair chance. <laughs> Unless you have a license, then you can conceal. So he said sometimes the people with licenses to conceal forget that they're carrying and they walk in. So I said, how do you pick them out? He said, man, I have to depend on the Holy Spirit. Boom! It blew my mind away that the Holy Spirit can spot someone with a gun. 
and tell the head of security, help him on his job? Yes, the Holy Spirit wants to go with you to work, child of God. He wants to have a functional relationship with you. In fact, life gets good when you start to run out of solutions. Because you know you're about to step into some good stuff. When you open your heart and say, Holy Ghost, I can't do it. Man, you're about to be empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit. You're about to experience heaven itself. It's a sad place to be when you can do everything. First of all, it's a sad place to be when the job that you work is the one that fits your CV. Because it it means you're not thinking big enough. I always challenge people that come to this church to apply for a job bigger than their CV. Because then when you get it, you know it wasn't your CV. Amen? And after you get it and you have learned that it wasn't your CV, as you drive to it, you're going to need to pray in tongues. (laughs) See, some of you can do your jobs in your sleep. So you're not going to need much help. He said, I'll give you another helper. Someone who needs help must have something that needs help. Some of you can do your job in your sleep. It's time to upgrade. It's time for stretching. Amen? And when you stretch, man, I remember I was speaking at a conference in in, uh, Colorado. First of all, I was the youngest. Uh, on the, if you look at the flyer, I was the youngest. And the second thing was I was the only African. What I mean by that is, you know, I was the only one, you know, from, from Africa and was also uh, uh, black. And uh, the, the, the third disqualifier was uh, uh, I was probably the only one who does not live in the U.S. in a 21 trillion uh, economy. I was the only one from outside. Now I'm getting ready to go up on stage. Man, I couldn't even eat breakfast on that morning. Man, I'm looking. That lineup, I look at that lineup, man, I look at myself in the mirror, man, my knees start to get weak. Lord, I need you. And the Holy Spirit said, don't worry, I got you. Lord, I I need you. I look at the man, ooh, man, I'm getting scared. And then it didn't help because when I went in there, uh, Billy Eppard decided to change the schedule. I was supposed to go first before, you know, people come. So I was ready to just go get it done and then relax and enjoy the rest of the conference. And he said, no, you're coming third. Man, I wasn't listening to any of the first two speakers. I was just busy. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, I, I need you. And it's a good place to be. You know why? Because then he can use you. Man, when you think and when you know you can do it in your own strength, most of the time you're going to sideline him and it's a terrible place to be. Amen. I said amen. amen. All right, quickly, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. We're going to read from verse 29. 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse 29. Did he say the Holy Spirit will show you things to come? Yeah. Did he say that? Uh, does it mean the Holy Spirit can tell you what to do uh, in two weeks? In three weeks? In a year? Ten years? Twenty years? 
I was talking to one uh, worship leader. We invited him to come and uh, uh, sing uh, at one of our conferences. And so we like to be prepared. And uh, we were talking to him and we said, man, we're going to have worship and we would like for you to lead. And so we asked him for his list of songs that he was going to sing uh, so that we can prepare. You know, the projector guys have to prepare the lyrics and uh, people have to get ready for the conference and know what they're singing. The choir want to fix their uh, harmonies so that they can bring something uh, excellent to the Lord. He said, man, I can't give you that in advance. I said, why? He said, because I just sing as the Spirit leads. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, because the Spirit just kind of spontaneous. I said, no, he's not. He'll show you things to come. He said, no, I'll just figure it out when I put my hands on that piano. Then, shoo. I said, no, you're going to have to put your hands on the piano two weeks prior and the zhu happens so that you can tell us the songs that we are singing in two weeks you're going to have to inquire from him today for things that are happening man the people in the church can get spooky sometimes they think the holy spirit is only involved when things start to lose order oh there he comes there he comes when when you don't have order they think oh yeah now he's here now he's here when you have order they think the holy spirit can't function in order What time is service? Service is from 8 until as the Spirit leads. No, quit, quit playing. I got some things to do. Man, I'm going to get into trouble. I'm just trying to help you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Man, I've been to places where people act crazy. And they hide behind the Holy Spirit. Just because you can't plan doesn't give you the right to sprinkle the Holy Ghost all over it to try and cover it up. What time is service? Eight. Until what time? No, as the Spirit leads. No, I ain't coming. Someone's sitting there like, is this pastor saved? And I'm telling you, I'm saved, born again, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, 29, uh, let the prophets speak two or three and let the other judge. Here's another thing. The prophets who believe they are operating under the unction of the Holy Spirit don't want to be judged. Told the other prophet, I said, man, you're lying. <laughs> Told him, I said, man, you're lying. He came to me. He said, man, I had a dream and in my dream you had died and we were at your funeral. I said, man, you're lying. He said, how do you know I'm lying? I said, because it goes against scripture. Scripture said, uh, Jesus came that I might live life and have it all. More abundantly, if you go over there in Psalm 91, he says, with long life will he satisfy me and show me his salvation. So I'm going to live long, healthy, prosperous, strong, and wealthy. So you're lying. In fact, man, he was just trying to manipulate. He said, man, I saw that in my dream. And so what, what I think we should do is we should put together uh, intercessors. You know, we should put to, to intercede. All he was trying to do was just trying to have a hand and start telling me what to do. Now, I was born in the night, but not last night. So I told him, I said, quit tripping. He says, let the prophet speak two or three and let the other judge. If anything be revealed to another that seated by, let the first one hold his peace. Here's another thing. A lot of people think that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you can't hold your peace. 
I mean, during worship, we had this woman, the church that I went to, Tino is here, he can confirm that. Uh, uh, we went to this church, and uh, every Sunday, I'm not lying, Tino will tell you, he can confirm. Every Sunday, this lady will come from the back to the front of the church and start doing uh, uh, cartwheels and just start doing crazy things until she gets dizzy and then she would fall. <laughs> and it was a little distracting. And in her mind, she thought, man, I can't help it. No, you can. Well, Pastor T, how do you know she can? Well, let's keep reading. For, all, for you may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be comforted. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the who? Did you read that? In fact, let me read it in the NIV, that same verse, verse 32. We're going to also read it in the New Living Translation. Verse 32 in the NIV, if you don't mind. Uh, verse 32... Where is that? The spirits of the prophets are subject to the control of the who? So the, the, the prophet has the uh, a power and the authority to sit calm. Even with a burning word on the inside of them. Even with an urge to get up and cause problems, you have the power and the authority to stay calm. Now, you go to any average Pentecostal church, they'll tell you, no, man, once the Spirit comes and touches you, brother, oh, you can't do, oh, man, you can't help it. No, you can't. The Spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Did you read that? Now, let me read it in the NLT. Same verse. 1 Corinthians 14, 32. New Living Translation. Is it there? We don't have NLT? Okay, don't worry about it. It says, and the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God, verse 33, is not the author of confusion. Let's read that together. Ready? Read. For God is not the author of confusion. Now, if God is not the author of confusion, God must be the author of order. Amen? Amen? And so the Holy Spirit is the spirit of order. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. This will help you have a healthy, productive relationship with the Holy Spirit, not a dysfunctional one. See, what we're trying to do is to get every single believer start to live their lives at a place of victory. Better known as winning. You're not going to start winning just doing the spooky. Been there, done that. I didn't even get a t-shirt for it. You only start winning when you start partnering with the Holy Spirit. Man, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will give you, he will make you look good. I was preaching in one place, and uh, I was standing in front, and man, I'm just, you know, uh, doing my thing. And the Holy Spirit said to me, uh, uh, tell the people uh, that the shortest distance between any two points is innovation. I said, the shortest distance between any two points is innovation. And people are like, what are you talking about? And he said, take them to Isaiah 45. And then I went to Isaiah 45, and the Bible says God will make every crooked path straight. And I said, this is a promise for innovation. And then after the service, three other people were quoting it. Bishops. Now, the bishops were quoting You know you are spot on when the bishops are quoting it. 
right on the money. They started coaching. I was like, man, I didn't even think that. And I, I was thinking, I was sitting in my, I said, man, I'm not even the smartest in my own household. I'm not even the smartest in my own household. My wife went and, and got a, 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 an electrical engineering degree, first class. And after she did that, they gave her a scholarship to do a master's in maths and finance. Uh, and she came out first class, top of a class. Now, I have an average degree from a college I can't even say right now. No one knows. None of you will know it. And God will take a man who's not even the smartest in his own house and turn him into something by the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, some of you are looking at yourself and thinking, man, I'm just a woman. The Holy Spirit loves to, man, the Holy Spirit loves to work with underdogs. He loves to take a David, just a shepherd boy, going against the giant Goliath. Amen? Amen? He loves to take a prisoner, Joseph, and bring him over into the... God specializes in working with underdogs. Don't ever look down on yourself because you're an underdog. Man, you are positioned for greatness. Amen? Amen. I said amen. Amen. Romans chapter number 8 from verse 14 to 16. Thank you, Jesus. Is this helping you? Man, whenever you feel stuck, just ask the Holy Spirit and open your heart to receive. And he will show you things to come. It says in Romans 8, 14 to 16, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage. Man, before I even read that, when he says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, he's not talking about now getting crazy with that idea. I may have to address this. This one guy, uh, he was Arthur Manchester's friend, and Arthur had to rebuke him. The guy lived in England, and this guy wouldn't even buy uh, food at Nando's without saying, Let me consult with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit don't care what you eat. He's not the one eating it. Just eat what you like. When we say those are led by the Spirit of God, we're talking about the strategic decisions that you need to make that pertains to your assignment and your, the calling of God on your life. See, some people won't even pick the shoes that they want because Holy Spirit, lead me to... No, just get the ones you... If you like Jordans, wear Jordans. He doesn't mind. I want you getting spooky with this. Hallelujah. Aren't your neighbor saying, are you coming back next week? Just, are you coming back next week? Watch what it says in verse 15. It says, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's not going to be fear. There's not going to be manipulation. There's not going to be control and all those things. There's going to be freedom. He says, you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Luke 11, verse 11. We're going to close with this. I know I'm, I'm out of time already, but we're going to close. Can I read one more scripture and then we wrap it up? It says in Luke 11, 11, there may be some of you in here that have not uh, received the second work of grace, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the second work of grace. This scripture is for you. If you're getting ready to receive this morning, we're going to join our faith with yours, pray with you, and you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And this is the truth 
truth that you need to walk out of this building with uh, today. Because we've told, we've shared this scripture before, and we've told people that when you ask God for the Holy Spirit uh, with the evidence of speaking and praying in other tongues, that's exactly what He's going to give you. And some people say, well, what if He uh, gives me tongues of the devil? Here's a scripture for you. He says, if a son shall ask for bread... Of any of you that is a father, will you give him a stone? And this scripture is so befitting because today is baby dedication. Any of you fathers who are dedicating their children will give your child a stone when they ask for bread? The answer is no, I'm not going to do that. Amen? If they ask for fish, will you give him instead of fish a serpent? Snake? No, I'm not going to do that. Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? No, I'm not going to do that. And then God flips it and he says in verse 13, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, someone say how much more, how much more shall your heavenly father give the who? I didn't hear that. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? All you have to do is ask. And once you ask, believe that you have received. Well, Pastor T, I don't think I can believe that I've received until I've received. Well, you do it everywhere else. You went for that job interview. They shook hands with you at the end of the second or third interview. And they said you got the job. That's all you walked out of that place with. Stop lying to me now. That's all you, you didn't have a contract signed and you got on the phone and called your parents and told them, I got the job. You didn't even sign the contract. You hadn't even been to the job. You hadn't even received your first salary. Where did you get that confidence? Their words, all you have to do now is to give the same chance you gave those folks, those liars to God who is true. Amen? God can't lie. And all I'm saying this morning is give him the same chance. If God says you will receive the Holy Spirit, guess what? Receive the Holy Spirit and believe that you have received him. Don't look for a goosebump. Don't look for a butterfly in your tummy. Just believe if you ask. And if he says you will receive, you will receive. And why don't you stand on your feet? Did that help you? Thank you, Jesus. Now, before you ask God for the Holy Spirit, you have to be born again. Uh, the Receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the second wor- work of grace. Uh, the first work of grace is to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Amen? And so if you are here in this building and you have not made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, we want to pray with you. And so I'm going to ask... Uh, uh, if you are here and you would like to receive him, to lift your hand wherever you are, and we're going to join our faith with yours, uh, confess with you, and believe with you so that you receive Jesus Christ and so that he may become Lord of your life. Is there anyone like that who would like to receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're all born again. Praise God. Now, the second uh, thing we're going to pray for, we have a hand somewhere. Praise God. Okay, brother, we're going to pray with you. We're going to pray with our brother here. Church, you may join in and pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you today to confess Jesus Christ. I confess with my mouth 
that Jesus Christ is Lord that he died on the cross for me and and took away all my sins and that on the third day he was raised and that in the second advent is coming again today I declare that Jesus is Lord devil you have no part you have no portion you have no authority in my life from henceforth I am now a child of God I am born again and I will serve God the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from today onwards in Jesus name Amen you're born again brother come on let's give God praise hallelujah thank you Jesus the second thing we want to pray for as we wrap it up is uh, if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of uh, praying in other tongues receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes uh, in you he is the one that brings the gifts and the callings of God you can't function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit without the Holy Spirit amen and there are many gifts that he wants to bring into your life gifts of uh, prophecy word of wisdom word of knowledge uh, healings uh, uh, miraculous word of faith and so on and so forth he wants to bring all these things into your life so that you can be a blessing to those around you amen and so if you have not received uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit we want to pray for you so we're going to ask uh, those of you who are saying hey Pastor T I want to receive this morning uh, to lift up your hand wherever you are and we're going to pray with you thank you Jesus I see that hand God bless you praise the Lord hallelujah thank you Jesus just keep the hand uh, nice oh I see those two hands nice and high just just nice and high man I'm telling you once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit it says you will be endured with power with ability the things that you couldn't do in the natural man you begin to do them at an extravagant level exponential level amen uh, God will begin to work through you by this power of the Holy Spirit I couldn't even join the public speaking uh, team because I couldn't speak. And I'm actually an introvert uh, by nature. Most of you may not believe that, but I'm the kind of guy who can sit next to someone on a 16-hour flight and not say hi, and I'll be perfectly fine. My wife, on the other hand, <laughs> she'll talk to you. Amen? But God took that and used me to speak God can make you do things that you wouldn't be able to do ordinarily in your own strength and that's what's gonna uh, get ready to happen amen so we're gonna ask the believers I'm gonna ask the elders to come around and stand on them they're just gonna put a hand on your shoulder make a point of contact and share with you on what that means another hand over there praise the Lord is there any other hand going once oh there's another hand right there at the back thank you Moriah Thank you, Alice. We're going to pray for you guys. I want you to say these words after me. Say, Heavenly Father, today I thank you for the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. Today, by faith, I come before you. Heavenly Father, I ask 
for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I ask for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, baptize me today. Do what you will. Gifts, praying in other tongues, assignments, release them in my life. In the name of Jesus, I receive today the baptism of the Holy Spirit. By faith, I thank you in advance because I know that if we ask for the Holy Spirit, you give us the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today. We